When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's talk about what's ahead for the Cowboys. Uh, We have not heard a lot about the Cowboys OTAs right now because there has not been any media availability. So tomorrow, Thursday, is going to be a big day. And we're actually going to have a loaded show, probably, because we're going to hear from the coaches We're going to hear from the players and we're going to get OTAs started in a whole other level, right? Uh, Whoever is out there covering the team closely, it's going to be fun to follow, you know, what everyone is saying. And we're going to get a better idea about where things stand. But tonight, I thought that we could kick off things a little bit by looking at the entire offense. You know, I was deciding what we should dive into and we already had had a few episodes in which we talked about some things to watch out for during OTAs and I was not able to decide what I wanted to leave out what I wanted to focus on so I said you know what let's dive into the entire offense and we will see if we can dive into the entire defense tomorrow night I'm guessing that there's going to be a lot to talk about after the coaches speak to the media so maybe we're going to save that for later but tonight we're going to look at the offense the intense battles to watch on offense. So welcome into the show. Uh, Let me get this started by saying hi in the chat. We've got Toxic Tom on YouTube. We've got Mark Aaron. Mark Aaron says, saying, I heard Adrian Peterson wants to come to Dallas. I'm not doing that in 2023. Oh, no, I'm not. I am not doing that in 2023. I hate that this became a conversation on Twitter for a while. I don't even know how it got started. Uh, but yeah, let's not do that in 2023. Let's also not do Tony, Tony Pollard potentially playing in this lot. Let's not do that one either because uh, then we 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 spend so much time talking about stuff that doesn't end up happening. Uh, Pollard, going to be a fun running back. If the hype about him becoming a wide receiver comes true, I mean, no, excuse me, if the hype gets ramped up again, I'm not listening to it. I just know that Tony Pollard won't be a slot receiver by now. Let's see what you guys have to say here. Uh, Shout out to James Ferguson. Shout out to Holly. David C. on Facebook. We've got Trailer. We've got Katharina. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show right now. I appreciate you being here. Toxic Tom saying, damn, you're Yankees, Mo. That was a fun game last night after the show. I was able to tune in, and 
that was a fun ending, wasn't it, Toxic Tom? It was such a fun, fun, fun game. Uh, Elio Varela says, Pollard, wide receiver number one. Nah, come on, man. We're, we're not doing it this year. Bruce says, Adrian Peterson, what year is this? I, I swear this was a conversation for some reason or another on Twitter. I am not going to look into it. We're not going to have the conversation on prime time. We'll move on into the battles or for on the offensive side of things for the Cowboys in 2023. And of course, we're going to go position by position. So I do got to start at quarterback. My question from me to you right away is this one. Is there a battle for the number two spot in the quarterback rotation? Yes or no? Immediate reaction, I think, will be no. I'm just guessing. Because the Cowboys have banked on Cooper Rush several times now. He's essentially been the Cowboys' backup for over five years now. I mean, there is there was this this lone exception in a season that he spent away from the Cowboys. But he won five ga uh, four games out of five with the Cowboys last year. He won the battle last season versus Will Greer. He made a push somewhere in there. Greer did. We thought that it, it was bound to heat up towards the end of training camp. And then the preseason rolled around. And sure, there were some you know, moments in which Greer flashed, but there were also some moments in which he collapsed a little bit and it was the Cooper Rush job once more. And he did enough to maybe solidify himself as number two behind Dak Prescott with a four-win stretch that he had there for the Cowboys. So I, my, my reaction and my answer is no. From what I'm seeing right now in the chat, you guys feel the same, right? Uh, Katharina, says no. I am the lost ape, says no. Holly says hell no. Mark Aaron says no. Paul goes with the no. Toxic Tom says no. Jerry, Jerry's ass thinks it's nine to five and rushes Jason Garrett. <laughs> I had to read that one as well as it was, man. Uh, Jonathan Taylor says awesome video. Hey, thank you, sir. Jeremy says no. So pretty much everyone is going with the no right now. Uh, PCL Fuego, shout out to you, sir. Thank you for being here. So I will say right off the bat that no, I don't think that there will be a battle for the backup quarterback job this year in Dallas. That being said, I mean, you got to say it. You got to put it out there. If Will Greer has an absolutely fantastic offseason, sure, I could see the Cowboys considering a change. I mean... However, like that's just saying that everything is possible in sports. And I hate that logic. I don't want to go with it. So I'm going to go with no. I think that Cooper Rush has done enough for him to solidify himself as the backup quarterback. And I think that by now we have learned that if you're playing your backup, chances are you are losing football games. Now, over the last couple of years, the Cowboys are 5-1 and one in games started by Cooper Rush. But also, let's not fall into the trap of thinking that that means that uh, Rush is the perfect backup because he really isn't. And the numbers are there to prove it. Whether you look at DVOA, EPA per play, whatever you want it to be in those games in which Dallas had to play Rush, you're going to see that they were one of the bottom offenses in the NFL. So it's not even that he can do some stuff that maybe Geert can't. 
I think he's just the better game manager of the two. He's going to keep it safe for the most part. And that's not saying that he won't throw interceptions because there were some that were dropped. Uh, you know, he had the Philadelphia game in which he, I mean, maybe the regression caught up to him and he started turning the ball over. So I'm not going to say and pretend that Cooper Rush is the super accurate quarterback or anything like that. I just would make the bet that he knows the system better and then the coaching staff trusts him a little bit more and that he's going to be the better game manager between Will Greer and Cooper Rush. So no, I'm going to go with no. I don't think that there's going to be a quarterback battle this offseason. But hey, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. Toxic Tom says, Mo, for the life of me, I don't know how people watched Rush and said, yeah, he looks better than Dak. I do know why. I do know why. I don't agree with it. I don't think that they're right. But I think that the why, Toxic Tom, or the how, excuse me, the how, I think it's that they maybe didn't watch Cooper Rush. They read the final scoreboard. They, that, that they did. And they liked what they saw in that final scoreboard. But if you're looking at how the quarterbacks are playing, yeah, Cooper Rush. Man, that, that debate was non-existent. It just existed in the minds of some fans out there. And as I said, man, they, they were not watching the quarterbacks. They were reading the final score. That was about it. That was about it. So no, <laughs> obviously that debate never made sense. It's crazy that that happened, man. It's crazy that that happened. Uh, Toxic Tom says, same fans that wanted Kidna to start over Romo. Ooh-wee. That also happened. That's, that's what happens, man. Uh, people read the final scoreboards, and they think that it's all about the quarterback because it's the most important position in the sport. And yes, that is true. But yeah, you can win games out there with lesser QBs or with, you know, Better quarterbacks, you can be out there losing football games every single week. But anyways, moving on a little bit here on the show. I think that things get interesting at running back, man. You look at this running back battle, and it is a fun one. It is a fun one. Because I think there are essentially two battles going on here. Two separate battles that we are going to be looking at. These OTAs and this training camp, etc. This entire offseason. Uh, this is the running back room as of right now. You've got Tony Pollard. You've got Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, Hunter Lipke, the, U the UDFA that is projected as a fullback, Ronald Jones, and Rico Dowdle. And it's exciting because you've got a very mixed back right now. Pollard is obviously your number one. And let's assume for a second that he's going to be healthy and ready to go, Right. And then I think that Deuce Vaughn, and this is going to sound a little bit ironic, Deuce Vaughn's roster spot is an absolute lock, in my opinion. Not because he was a sixth-round draft pick. Six-rounders can get cut. But I think that the team really likes him, and I think that he does bring something to the table that other players do not. Like, obviously... He doesn't bring height to the table, but even that is like his style of play. He's a very dynamic player, explosive, that can be used as a gadgety type of player right away, but also with the upside of becoming maybe even a number two at some point in his NFL career. Maybe if we're going to get optimistic as the running back two of the team at some point this very season. 
But let's pump the brakes a little bit there. Let's let's stick to what's going on right now. I think that Deuce Vaughn has the roster spot locked. I don't think that he has the running back two role secured. And that might be ironic, but I do think that there is a spot in there that Deuce Vaughn is going to have to fight for to be the running back two of the team. And he's going to have to fight both Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis. Sure, we could throw uh, Rojo into the conversation, especially since he's an NFL veteran. But the way that I look at it is that the young guys have the upper hand here. So I do think that in a weird way, Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle are fighting for the running back two spot with Deuce Vaughn in between each other, but that they do not have a roster spot secured like Deuce Vaughn does. I know that sounds weird, but I'm thinking about the type of running backs that each of these guys is. And Deuce Vaughn is his own, his own thing. And I do think that Dallas wants to see what comes out of that project. It's a risk because, yeah, size is an issue. There is no way of saying that size is not an issue. It's the, it's the risk behind Deuce Vaughn. There's also a lot of reward that the Cowboys could rip from having picked a player as explosive and as dynamic as him. So the way that I look at it is there's a battle going on for the running back two spot in which Deuce Vaughn is going to participate in that battle. But there is also a battle between Dowdle and Davis and Rojo to make the team. Now, additionally, the fullback is in a battle of his own. I don't think that the Cowboys have a bruiser at running back other than Hunter Lipke. I don't think that they do right now. Rojo is a veteran, yeah, and he's somewhat complete. Oh, man, somebody, man, somebody plugged in the, man, I, I plug in my camera and somebody switched the batteries for the, <laughs> for the charger. So now I don't have a camera as of right now. I hate that this is happening because that was not on me, man. Somebody used the studio. <laughs> I'm not going to say who and kind of ruined it right now. But anyways, we're used to improvising here on the show by now. Uh, so I'm going to just keep talking about the running back position a little bit here. And I'm going to say, I don't think there's a bruiser. I don't think there's a bruiser right now in Dallas. And I think that Hunter Lipke is thus fighting, essentially, as we have talked about before here on the show, with guys like Princeton Fant and whoever could be the number four tight end on the roster, right? Because it is definitely a situation in which the Cowboys have to look at the possibility of carrying four tight ends or carrying three tight ends plus the fullback. Because essentially that number three tight end, you probably want him to play somewhat of a H-back type role, right? So I think that that's the leap key battle that's going to be separate from whatever happens with the actual, you know, with the actual running back battles that we're going to see both for running back two and running back three. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be tough to get the camera working in my current situation. 
somebody use the studio and unplug the camera and I don't have battery anymore in it. So I got to blame somebody here for it. So we might, we might do just graphics. We just, we might do just graphics for the rest of the show. Not going to lie. <laughs> How's Nelson says mom batteries. Mitesh says Mo, Mo doing this show from his car. <laughs> I hate that this is happening right now. Uh, Emperor Palpatine, never battery issues. Unlimited powers is toxic, Tom. Another slow start, Kellen Mo says toxic, Tom. I will say I do apologize, even though somebody messed up my situation here. I will say that I should have checked. I should have checked. It's just that they rarely use a studio on a Wednesday, so I didn't check this time around. Uh, let's move on a little bit here. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you from enjoying the content, though. From prime time, we're just gonna enjoy the chaos together. Wide receivers. Oh man, this is a fun one. This is a very, very fun one because there are several battles going on on multiple levels of the uh, of the Ross of of the position room. Excuse me. First battle comes at number four. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, they're your guaranteed starters. There is, in my opinion, a little bit of a battle to know who's going to be the number two guy. And I'm not talking about who's going to be playing the X role or who's going to be playing side to side with CeeDee Lamb, who might get the majority of his snaps out of the slot. But I do think that you know, Brandon Cooks is the favorite maybe to, to be the number two guy, especially considering Michael Gallup is off of a slow season. I wonder if there is a world in which Gallup really looks pretty healthy and ready to go. And there's somewhat of a battle there for Gallup to say, you know what, I can be the number two guy on the offense. I don't think so. I think that that's, that would be a surprise. There could be a conversation about it and not even a conversation, just like who is getting the touches, who is getting the easy touches. We're going to find out. Uh, but I do think that Brandon Cooks has the upper hand as a number two guy. But then you get a battle going on at number four. The favorite for it, in my opinion right now, would be Jalen Tolbert. But let's see what you guys have to say. Who will be the Cowboys' number four wide receiver in the 2023 NFL season. Let me know in the chat who is going to be the number four wide receiver in Dallas next season. Because I am leaning Jalen Tolbert even after a letdown year in which we didn't we didn't get to see him at all. He was active for just eight football games last year. So let me know in the chat who's going to be the number four wide out of the team. I think that those who could be in the competition for it could be Simi Fehoko. We know that Simi Fehoko's size and speed combination is pretty special. And we know that he got hurt last year. So maybe staying healthy could give Fehoko somewhat of a chance in this particular race. I would still make Tolbert the front runner, though. Dennis Houston did make the team last year as an undrafted free agent. And, you know, one year is a lot of time for us to forget about that. But Dennis Houston is a guy that the Cowboys apparently like. So can we rule him out? In my opinion, no, we cannot. Let me see what you guys have to say in the chat. 
Jalen Moreno Cropper, says Gregory, one of the UDFAs. That would be quite the quick start for JMC. Would be interesting. Pejoko says Holly. Katharina says, I think the Tolbert for sure. Brian says Tolbert. Toxic Tom says, sadly, Tolbert. But he has more offsides. <laughs> I would say Tolbert says Ines Gomez. Toxic Tom says, isn't Dennis Houston better than Tolbert? That's the thing. Remember what we talked about earlier in the week? I feel like I know nothing about Tolbert. I feel like I don't even know the good or the bad. We just don't know how the coaching staff even feels about him. So that is one of the big, big things that I want to find out during this OTAs period, as, I, as we discussed earlier in the week, and we'll find out. Uh, but I do think there's a battle going on at wide receiver four. And then you get an additional battle going on at either wide, re wide receiver five or wide receiver six. We've talked about the Kevontae Turpin situation a lot this week here on Primetime. He is being threatened by Deuce Bond's presence on the roster and most, most recently by the NFL's new kickoff rule, which allows teams to fair catch the football and have the starting field position be at the 25-yard line. That being said, we can just uh, say that every UDFA is going to be fighting for that number six spot. Guys like Antonio Callaway might also be in that battle. Guys like Jalen Moreno-Cropper might also be in that battle, talking about the UDFAs, but also seven-round draft pick, Jalen Brooks, and Dontario Drummond who also turned some heads earlier in his career during practice with the Cowboys. But anyways, now that we have talked about wide receivers, it is time for us to dive into, ladies and gentlemen, the Freeman Mazda Stat of the Week. And we're talking tight ends now. There's a battle. There's an obvious battle going on at tight end. And you can think about Schoonmaker, you can think about Jake Ferguson and the rest of them. But those two are the guys that are going to fight for the starting role. Schoonmaker, Ferguson, who's going to be the number one tight end on the team? We've talked a lot about the athleticism of Schoonmaker and how it's superior to that of Ferguson's, even after a year in which he flashed as a very promising rookie, had some plays that were just a fantastic effort type plays with, uh, for yards after the catch. We saw Ferguson's hurdle. We saw him juke uh, defenders at a very high rate even. And I think that we have lost some perspective into what he did in very limited playing time. Yes, very limited playing time. But it was so impressive when he was on the field. And I looked up some numbers about Jake Ferguson's season, and that is the Freeman Mazda start of the week has basically three different levels. Now, I did a, you know, I did cheat a little bit here because I set the minimum targets to 23, which is exactly the amount of targets that Jake Ferguson had. Because if you do 20%, you're going to get like 36 targets and Jake Ferguson is not going to show up on that list. That is how little Ferguson actually played for the Cowboys in 2020. Two, I want to make that very clear. He doesn't even meet the threshold that sites like PFF give you 
which is 20% of the targets, and that's the minimum playing time for you to show up in a certain category of stats. So I did it because I, I customized my search. I used a minimum of three targets. And if you do that, then Jake Ferguson was the fifth best tight end in yards per route run. He had the 10th highest receiving grade in the entire NFL. And when targeted, the NFL passer rating for his quarterbacks, basically Dak Prescott, he was the third best tight end in the NFL. But I love that yards per route run stat right at the top. Top five tight end. And let me tell you who he was behind of and who he was tied with. He was, he was only behind the Tennessee tight end tight end Okonko, who's number one actually on the list. He was just behind Travis Kelsey, just behind George Kittle, and he was tied with Dallas Goddard. That is my Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Let me know in the chat, what do you think as of right now? Do you think that Jake Ferguson, yes or no, wins the battle for tight end number one in the NFL? Let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because they make this show possible and they are the ones who bring you these questions, who bring you these stats, and we have to talk about their wide range of new and used vehicles. Keep in mind that you can check out their dealership at Irving, Texas, but you can also browse through their collection of cars at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can see pictures of the outside and inside of every vehicle. You can check out the features of every car. And yes, that includes our ride of the week, which we dive into every single week here on Primetime, every single night. In this case, it is a new 2024 Mazda CX-90 2.5 Premium Plus all-wheel drive. It's a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. It starts at $58,475. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's got third-row sitting, a sunroof, and yes, rear air conditioning. So you can check out the Freeman Mazda right off the week that is making this show possible and this stat possible for us. Now let's get to the question. Let's get to what you're saying. Can Jake Ferguson keep his starting role? in 2023 against Kuhnmaker. No, says Katharina. Gregory says no. Toxic Tom says tight end number one in the NFL. Oh, no, excuse me. I meant in the Cowboys. If I said NFL, I do apologize. Uh, Ines says, I think that Ferguson will step it up. Probably is Kuhnmaker, says Brian. Eliu Varela has a... has a... Uh, Hot take in there. He says that Hendershot is better. That's something that I'm not going to sign up for personally. I'm, I mean, I like what Hendershot did. I just don't think he's at that particular battle. <laughs> House Nelson says, Freeman Mazda would like you to know that the cars do come with working batteries. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, they're not like, my camera is not a Mazda. It's not a Freeman Mazda camera. I apologize for that. For those of you who are just tuning in to the show now, we, we had some technical problems. We, we, 
we did have some technical problems. So I, <laughs> I apologize for that. Uh, there's no camera going on there. Toxic. <laughs> oh, man, I love that you guys are roasting me. I love that we, we can have fun together. Uh, Mo is a guy at work who never has his Zoom camera on. It's Toxic Tom. Damn it. Oh, man, this is never again happening. I promise you. I promise you. Tyler Browning says, happy birthday, Mo. Thank you, Tyler. Can you give me some batteries for my camera? I would appreciate it. Anyways, uh, moving on a little bit here on the show before we end this for now. We've got the offensive line. Now, offensive line is a tough one. Because, yeah, there, there are going to be some battles at the bottom of the depth chart, sure. But there are some relevant battles that we also need to take a look at. I think that, of course, things will widely depend on what happens with Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith. But let's assume for a moment that Tyler Smith becomes the left tackle of the team. Just for a moment, let's assume that. I think that opens up quite the battle at, at left guard. Because I think that suddenly you've got Chuma Edaga fighting for the starting role with Josh Ball. Yes, I'm sorry, but the Cowboys have said it. They're going to work him inside. Matt Farniak, who has been an interior offensive line for the Cowboys for what? Two years now or one year? No, two years now. Yeah, is that true? I know that he was obviously a late round draft pick, but I kind of lose sight of where some of these players are in his career. I'm thinking this is his third year in the NFL. Was in, he drafted in 2021. Yes, that is right. Just wanted to confirm really quickly, not to tell you any lies. Uh, those four, no, those three could fight for the left guard role. But also, if Tyler Smith is playing at left tackle and say that Tyron can compete for the right tackle spot, uh, we could even look at Terrence Steele in, the, in that battle. I wouldn't like it. I'm not a fan of that, but the Cowboys have already hinted at potentially playing, right? Potentially uh, testing him inside. So he could be a part of that battle. Watch out. If there is a battle at left guard, it could be one of the most fun in the Cowboys offseason. On top of that, there's a potential battle at right tackle. Because these might happen at the same time. Tyron Smith or Terrence Steele at right tackle. Especially if the Cowboys are committed to playing Tyler at the left tackle spot. <laughs> you guys are still having fun in the chat. Got, uh, got held up in customs to Tyler Browning. Oh man, that's, uh, he's not going to be able to make it. Mark Aaron says, I think that his girlfriend took the batteries. I, I don't think that she did. Toxic Tom says, Ball loves to battle. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, nah, man. Sucks, but yeah, I mean, he does have that history, right? Uh, Bowl bling twice. If you're not in witness protection, you're not going to see me. I heard that they had Richards playing guard, says Mark Aaron. Oh, I would fully expect fifth round rookie, Asim Richards, to be playing. Some left guard this offseason. Yes, I would 100% expect him to compete too for the left guard spot. Wonder, wonder how crazy he could get up to speed in order for him to be a legit competitor at that particular battle. It would be very interesting to watch, right? But anyways, 
Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm sorry that you cannot see my face to say bye. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Uh, tomorrow night, I can guarantee you that we will have that camera plugged into the power. Uh, I was going to do it while I talked to the microphone, but I had to take the camera off of the tripod. And, you know, it, it was just very complicated to do. I, I, I don't know how I could have pulled that off. Uh, but anyways, I will see you tomorrow night. And, I, and you will see me because I will have the camera going on. It won't be a podcast, basically. Uh, but I appreciate you sticking with me. I appreciate you because you are you are a very loyal fan base, man, uh, of, of the show, of ADC Sports. And I, I, I really, really enjoy doing this show with you and sometimes dealing with the chaos that comes with it. But anyways... Prime time brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Make sure you check out the ride of the week over at their website. And I will talk to you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Before you go, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, every thumbs up puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Hit the thumbs up for me, and I will see you el día de mañana. Muchas gracias. Bye-bye.